Hi there. Welcome to our podcast, Cozy Conversations with the Sister Project. My name is Michelle. And my name is Lauren, and we are your hosts. Hey, host. Hey, ho. <laughs> this is our version of a radio talk show, and every week you can join us for a sisterly chat where we talk about literally everything. We're going to tackle current events, what's going on in the world around us. We'll share some personal insight and stories, and of course, share random bits of things we think you should know along with whatever else sisters talk about. There's a lot. So mm-hmm. if you're into easy listening, lots of laughing and some inspiration sprinkled throughout, we are going to be fast, weird internet friends. Welcome. Hey everyone, what's up? I'm Lauren. Hi, and I'm Michelle. And this is Cozy, Cozy Conversations, Conversations with Holy. the Sister Project. Whew. Michelle had to do a few jumping jacks. Ooh, I'm still out of breath. From your workout? Yeah, that little pre, sometimes Lauren, I get the pre-show jitters. You know, let's talk this out for a minute. Okay. What do you think is making you anxious? I don't know. I was just trying to figure that out moments ago before we pressed record for the 800th time. I don't know. I just want to make sure I nail it. And I think it's maybe pressure. Yeah, you're just putting pressure on yourself. Listen, come along with me. We're good. We're good going to go. for a ride. We're going for a ride. All right. Actually, we're going to dive in, you guys. We're going to tell you guys something new that happened. That This is a first. We got like a sister shout out. <laughs> well, no, we got a sister email. <laughs> Yes, we did. So, these two sisters, Stephanie and Lydia, if you're listening, thanks for emailing us. Mm-hmm. They wrote Michelle and I, and they wanted they to tell really us a story. They really wanted to tell us And I loved it. I love that they were like, hey, sisters, we got a sister story. So Lydia and Stephanie are identical twins, mm-hmm. and they made a pact back in their college years <laughs> that if one of their boyfriends kissed the wrong twin... They'd give him a slap. They were going to get a licking. Oh. oh. <laughs> she didn't quite use a licking. That was what our grandma used to say. Grandma also, someone mentioned neck kissing last night to me, and grandma used to say necking a lot. Remember so necking? Did, and so did our mom. Yeah, maybe it was mom. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, necking. But a tone, she also, grandma also used to say pishy, which really caused an uproar with dad. Which means to tinkle. Yeah. So we don't, I don't like that one. Nicole, our sister still says, you got to take a pishy. And I'm like, uh, no, I'm, I'm 38. For us, we're just walking around going, we got to take a piss. <laughs> just kidding. We do not say that. <laughs> like, Did you see my face? I was like, really? You guys do just walk around town like Honestly, that? Honestly, now that I've said that, I, and there's no going pishy, back. Pishy is just, I think of the better option. <laughs> I do too. Okay, so going back to... So sorry. No, I love it. (laughs) Going back to Lydia and Stephanie. So they made this pact and it happened. One of them, well, it happened to both of them. So I'm going to read an excerpt of their story. So this is coming from Stephanie's perspective. And Lydia's boyfriend gave her a smooch. And this is in a part of the story. She writes, in my case, I was sitting at a bench in the middle of campus. And before I knew it, some guy plants a kiss on me. Wow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, can we stop right there? I'm trying to think back to my college years when I was sitting on the quad on a park bench and a gentleman came up and laid one on me. Never happened like that. That's kind of cute. It is cute, isn't it? It's kind of romantic. I don't I don't think she mentioned what college. In any case, she says, I stood up, told him I was Stephanie, not Lydia, threw in a, how dare you, then whap. 
I slapped him across the face and walked off. It was a spectacle. It was a spectacle that was noticed by more than a few onlookers. I then informed her what happened. So Stephanie told Lydia. And when he visited her at her dorm room later that day, he was greeted with yet another well-placed slap across the cheek. Poor guy. I mean, it was an honest (laughs) mistake, right? Yeah, but you know what? Hey, they had a pact. And they stuck to it. They stuck to it, you know? Um, but yeah, thank you for reaching out to us, Stephanie and Lydia. And you guys, if you got some sister sh- stories to share, you know, contact More. at the sisterprojectblog.com. I love that they shared that story. I thought it was it, awesome. it reminded me, it brought me back to my days, Lauren. I've had I've had a couple experiences with identical twins. Um, I went to high school with two sets of very identical twins, and a set of them played on my soccer team. The Walses? The Walse twins. Walse twins. And we were so bad to our coach, but he could not tell them apart for four years. He had no idea which one was which. <laughs> kind of amazing. And we would, he would start to count us off and we'd hide one of them in like the equipment locker. And then the one that was still on the field would move to the other side. And then when we would get out on the field, it would be odd and even teams. Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, well, who are we? Anyway, it's a long story, but twins, you know, you can, <laughs> I guess you can fuck with people if you're an yes. identical twin. Nicole is not my identical twin, our other sister, but she did once steal my identity. The couple days before our wedding while we were in Mexico, she used her face to get into my room and obtain something that she needed. And they thought she was the bride-to-be, so they were going to do anything for her. In fact, they even got into my safety deposit box. Oh, oh my... That's insane, but that just goes to show how much people think you two actually resemble each other. Back in the day, it was so much more, especially when we both had like blonde, blonde hair and pulling it back in a ponytail. Anthony's 30th surprise birthday, people thought Nicole was me. And they were going up to her and being like, Lauren, it's so good to see you. We're so excited. Oh my God. And then they're like, what's wrong? Yeah, well, no, no, no. This is at Anthony's 30th birthday. And they were like, what the hell's wrong with Lauren? She's like, like, she's acting like she's never met us before when in fact it was Nicole and she had never met these people before. That's hilarious. Took us a moment to figure that out. In any case. Okay. So moving right along, something else has been happening. We're getting listener questions. Love it. Which we love because, you know, listen, sometimes we need a little tip on what to talk about. Yeah. So we got a simple one. Michelle, hmm. one of our listeners, and I apologize for who asked this, remind us later. She asks, how old are we? Good question. Yeah. How old does she think we are? Well, she goes, you guys look dang good. And I was like, you know what? Thanks. Well, thank you very much. And I'm 43 and feeling free. I'm 38 and feeling great. Oh, shit. <laughs> And then our friend Janet Hookengarden asked us about supplements. I don't take anything fancy, but I'll throw it out there. Yeah, what are you what are you I popping take these days? Vitamin D, okay. COVID, trying to get you know not get that power yeah, lysine yeah. or lysine. Um, prenatals. Right uh-huh. now, I'm doing Smarty Pants. But I might switch it up. Those taste like chewy Flintstones. Not mm-hmm. not terrible, but whatever. And then I do Equilibria CBD, 10 milligrams, and then Neuro Reserves Relevate. Um, Relevate. Relevate. Yeah. Thank you. Um, they're brain health supplements. Um, I think that you, it's also fair you should share, even though it's not in a supplement form, you drink a shot uh, every right. day that is basically the best thing ever. Yeah, actually, Michelle just poured herself a, and I, I drink this shot in one of our Demitasse cups, and Michelle just, I forgot to tell her like which ones we use for that, <laughs> and she was taking a sip of her espresso, and she's like, did you put garlic in my coffee? <laughs> I know we were kind of like trying to figure, was it oregano? No, it's the shot. But it is. It is That's oregano. That's right. There's... So here's what's in the shot. I call it my turmeric health bomb. And it is, the the juice of it is, I use apple for the base of it, and then lemon juice, and then I juice ginger. So that's the, the chunk of it, mm-hmm. the, the the juice of it. And then the supplement drops I add to it are turmeric, mm-hmm. 
echinacea, and oil of oregano. And you make this like, like a couple times a week and no, you no, make no, enough. No, 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 like probably once a week. Once probably a week once in a big a jar, you store it. In a big ass mason jar. And then that's part of our that's morning your, intake. It's a good one. And it promotes health. You know, I found that shot years ago. I was really sick. I stopped at this juice shop and they had a little shooter like this. They were selling it for like $11 yeah, for a tiny that, little it's shooter. It's crazy how expensive I was like, I can no. make this at home. See you later. Um, it's on the blog. <clears throat> it is on the we'll blog, leave the, we'll, leave, we'll leave the link in the show We'll notes. drop the post below. Yes. What and what am take? I taking? Yeah, um, I am taking iron because I have low iron. Okay, <laughs> did you find that out at a doctor appointment? I did. Okay. I did. Um, vitamin D. Mm, COVID. I, yeah. Mm, they say that vitamin D you know, deficiency makes it worse. Yep. I too am taking NeuroReserves Relevate, which is a brain health supplement. Um, zinc. That's another what do you COVID. Take zinc for? You oh, know, fighting okay. the fighting the colds. People, I've heard people say that if there's something that you should put into your daily regimen right zinc. now, zinc is a good one. Copy that. Um, I take a probiotic, mm. and not just any probiotic. This one I got from my like alternative doc, and it was more suited for what my bio. Um, your gut needs yeah my microbiome was looking like it needed and then i'm taking um also an eq soft gel awesome love yeah. it all right yeah, yeah pretty standard i have to i want to add a couple things mm-hmm. um mostly for like maybe anti-aging supplemental kind of things so i'll keep you posted I need to also, I think that's where I need to go yeah. to is on that. I'm, I'm kind of concerned with like hair thickness My and nails. My nails are so brittle. Yeah. I need something. So if anyone out there yeah. has a recommendation, sock it to me. I've heard that prenatals are supposed to do that. Yeah. These aren't doing that. Okay. So I do need a hair, skin, and hair. Wait, I said that. Hair, skin, and nails. Yeah. Okay, same, cool. Same. Holler at the sisters, please. Michelle, we have a ton of catching up to do because I feel like so much has happened. Okay, for those of you who are in the Chicagoland Midwest, you know that we had a sweeping storm that came by. Do you think we got more than a foot of snow? In some places, absolutely. Okay, and so the first day of one of the bigger snows, I got my walking sticks and I went to, I went east. So I went towards Towards the lake. lake. Yes. So in Chicago, if you ever don't know what direction you are going in, if you find the lake, that's always east. That has saved me a number of times. It helps to know that. It does help. And so I'm I'm walking, doing my thing. I mean, it was the the snow was flying at your face. And as I'm departing and ending my adventure, I'm walking to the car and I see two dudes in wetsuits. That's all. Not even boots. Okay. Just a couple of bros out in their wetsuits. In their wetsuits with surfboards over their head. Not a common sight here. No, but we have a friend, Miss Mo McFadden, her partner, he's one of those surfer dudes. And she's gotten into it where they surf in the freaking freezing cold water. And they come out with big ass icicles from their beards if they have beards. I, yeah, I was going to say, I hope and Mo's, I la- Mo's no, not getting... Hopefully Mo doesn't have a beard yeah, right now. Fingers, I haven't seen her in a while, but I'm hoping that's <laughs> not where we've gone. So as I'm heading back to my car, I'm like, I can't not not see if they're going to go in. So yeah. I turn around and I, I tail them. Okay, because Is this you tailing people? Have you done this before? No, you've not. I, feel I like- mean, yes. I mean, when I go and like check out things like for I know, I mean, not tail. No, this is the first time I think okay. I've tailed someone. So you put your investigative <clears throat> reporter hat on and you're like, I want to know what these guys are doing. Acting as a journalist for the Sister Project. Got podcast, it. OK, so I'm like, I'm going to go see what these guys are doing. So I follow them. We have to walk over Lakeshore Drive on the bridge. And it's a precarious situation because everything's freaking iced over. Yeah. Thank God I've got walking sticks. Thank God. And they've got a freaking surfboard on their head. So they get to 
the water's edge and they were disappointed. They threw down their, their surfboards and they like hunched their shoulders and put their hands out. They're like, oh, I don't think the waves were big, big enough. enough. Okay. But the swell that the, I almost called it an ocean, that the lake gets, it's terrifying, it's terrifying. but beautiful. But with the, I'm talking with like the ice chunks. It's yes, something no, it to looks, see. I, so I think you or Anthony just shared a different time you guys were there and he, he was showing the big ice chunks floating up and down. It's really really scary it's a little gnarly so in any case they didn't hop in but i will be sure to be going back i'm actually going to contact our friend and ask her to tell me the next time they go so i can go watch and then report back to people i can't wait to hear what you find now i heard that you found something Oh, I found there's there's some things happening out in the, in the burbs. <laughs> out Let in the country. Me, we've, we've got some snow art. I'm turning the corner, coming back from wherever I was going yesterday, and I felt like I was taking ancient Egypt in the middle of winter. Tell me, did, was there a pyramid? Pyramid a and a sphinx. Oh, no I shit. I mean, just precision artistry. For real. Not kidding. Okay. No pharaoh? No, not yet. But we're, we hear we're getting another dumping this weekend. So we are. stay tuned. Uh-huh. Um, but then I am having a conversation with my friend on Into the City today. And we're talking about, you know, the snow and what the kids have been doing. And she was like, well, the penis sculpture has been erected back in our neighborhood again. Uh-huh. I'm like, excuse me, what? Tell me more. I was hoping someone would do this. They are there. This is a duo. I think that actually, according to the look, according to the patch, um, these two are uh, they they prefer to remain anonymous. But the name of their group is called the Ice Dickles. Ice Dickles. Ice Dickles. (laughs) Thank you. And these are 15 foot erect penises do you see what I did there a wreck did yes and they you guys Michelle showed me a photo they are huge and the detail to the vein is something uh, <laughs> very very impressive there are see a fa- heartbeat through that vein I'm going I think that I'm gonna go take a field trip I think you have this calls for a get the family in the car and go to down Downers Grove I'm gonna go and check it out and I will report back thank my you findings. I think you need to take a photo and well, we will post it on our handle. Arms wrapped around that giant. It's a beautiful. Schlong. It's a schlong. It's a beautiful snow schlong. It's very long too. I Anthony mentioned how he loves how whoever made the top, like the mushroom top, had to like cut their hands under and smooth that area out. I mean, it's impressive. I mean, and this is just not the 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 snow sculpture itself i mean these folks are using up lighting oh they're lighting it as well this isn't this is not just a dick in somebody's (laughs) lawn this literally art is this is art well i appreciate them doing no art that's their frieslutsliv i'm i'm thank you for doing that to the what is it what is their name the icicles the icicles icicles yeah downers grove so speaking of wieners I was having a conversation with a friend of mine the other day, and I don't know how we got onto this topic, but we moved into a topic of, oh my God, yeah, this guy I used to date would send me wiener photos. And I was like, and we were talking, we're like, who, I mean, honestly, I, it's not my thing. Like, I never got one, a wiener photo sent to me, nor would I be like, ooh, look what you got there. Oh, send me a, send me a really sexy picture of your <laughs> wiener. No. But this is what the guy would do. She's like, he was a little older, so he didn't really get how, like, 
the photo thing worked, like the angle of it, Michelle, you guys. What? He would take one hand over his face to hide his identity like this. <laughs> like what you're showing me right now is the sculpture from Beetlejuice that gets stuck on the, the on hand. Baldwin's so face. So take your hand, everyone. No. Make it as big as you can and cover your face with it. And then with his other hand, he'd be standing there naked in the mirror and he would snap a photo thinking, you know, you can't you see can't me. You can't see my face. <laughs> But you can see my wiener. But why not just angle the camera down so your head's not in it? Because some, I, because he didn't get it. He was an older generation. He's like, oh, I'm going to send her a dick pic with my hand covering my face. There are so many things about what you've just told me <laughs> that I have questions about. Where did this go? Where Nowhere. Did... What do you mean? Where did this, that, that relationship? No, it didn't go anywhere. Okay. She was a little annoyed that he couldn't figure out how to eliminate the face the palm on the yeah, face. Yeah, well, that's that might just be an, I don't know, that's a common sense, a lack of common sense, which is concerning. I, I, I do, you know what, though? I do kind of love it, and I wish I would have seen it. Or it's creative expression. Yeah, Lauren, I would not. No. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, so Michelle, speaking of the snow, we're going to backtrack a little bit. As you know, I've mentioned in a couple um, podcast episodes that every big snow we get, I usually sit, I turn on my Huga snow movie alive, and I have a moment, and I just veg out, and mm -hmm. I watch a story of survival. Well, this year, I switched things up, and I watched Everest. Have okay. you ever seen it? Is this the movie based on? Did John Krakauer write this book? He wrote All the book Into Thin, Into Thin Air. Air. Okay. So it's 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 in correlation to the book. That's it's the not, story. Yes, it's that story. Okay. Did you read Into Thin Air? I read Into Thin Air. So it's the 1996 expedition um, at Everest, okay. and two different mountain mountain climbing groups were there, and they came. They went up. They summited too late of the day, yeah. and then they walked. They met with a blizzard, and it was a horrendous situation yeah. and outcome. But some really interesting things came out of this story. So there was one man. His name was Beck. Beck Weathers. I forget. His first name was Beck. Beck, they left for dead, basically, at one point, because he was having vision problems. And he just kind of laid there dying. Jesus. They thought he was dead. They thought, actually, he was dead. Okay, ready? As they were about to leave camp and head back with the people that survived, I think like 12 to 16 people died within this expedition. Um, here comes Beck walking back. Stop it. Like like a zombie. Frozen nose, frozen hands. He finally made it back to the States, but he had his nose amputated, his two hands amputated. And then they grew his nose on his forehead. Uh, and then did they move it yes. down? Yeah, they moved oh, it down. <laughs> They moved it down. Wow. But you know, it's a miracle that they can do these that things. That is amazing. I mean, so, and then a couple other tidbits. Did you know that there were like 250 human remains just up on Everest? They're just in two bad, tough spots to get Two tough spots. Retrieved. Yep. Fear of avalanche and fear of terrible weather conditions. I mean, hauling a frozen dead body uh, yeah. can't be easy. You know what? That's one of them you're going and staying. You're just going and staying. And for, for this man, Rob Hall, he was the leader of one of the expeditions. I think it was called Adventure Consultants. And the other group that was there was called Mountain Madness. And they kind of butted heads. But in the story, you because they're com competitive, you know, yep. the competitors. In the story, you see how Again, like alive as humans, they were there. To, they tried everything they could to help one another. Yeah. It's so yeah, sad. Story of survival. That's really and not. And they use these body these bodies that are there as like mile markers. They know like when you get there, you're you know a, a mile and a half from the summit. You know, 
I got to say all this talk about enjoying the open air and getting out there even in the inclement weather like I am down for that 100% but climbing Mount Everest or or surfing on frozen choppy yeah. waters that just is not that does not speak to me in any way. My friend Jen Jen you know Jen Morris or, uh-huh. or Jenna Morris she actually did Mount Kilimanjaro. I think she was the only female in her group too. Wow. So badass. Wow. But I think the conditions are much much different than um like K2 treacherous. and treacherous than yeah. K2 and um and and Everest. In fact, uh, a British what is it not a green beret but they're like special force this guy just climbed k2 I don't really know the conditions Where's k2 I'm not quite sure but no extra oxygen I mean just one of those superman things wow but Michelle we were talking over the weekend there's been a story that was out or is out mm-hmm. I'm going to pronounce this wrong but it's Dietov Pass it's in Russia mm-hmm. um, it's just north of like Kazakhstan and it's in some cold area and so this happened in the 1950s I believe it was nine or 12 skiers all perished mm-hmm. on their ski expedition at this pass and the conditions of their bodies was so insane yes. like they were naked you know their clothes had been torn off um severe injuries, eyes were missing eyes and tongues, tongues missing. missing yeah so crazy and under those conditions for years until just this past week for years they thought i mean there were conspiracies that it was a yeti that got them yeah maybe a ufo aliens came down and ate their eyes but that's not the case after years and years of research and incorporating science into yeah. everything, they think that an av- they built their tent into an edge of the mountain and the edge became so cold and solid like a sheet that it must have just broken off. And that is what caused the it was horrendous a, situation. It was a slab avalanche, I yes. believe is what it was. Yeah, it like slid down and then they tried to get out of the tent. And of course, under these circumstances and also like with Everest, what happens is when you get so cold, well, A, you frostbite hypothermia. There's something else that happens. I don't remember the name, but you you begin to hallucinate. And think that you're hot. Exactly. And then you tear off all your clothes. Hence why maybe some of these individuals were found naked and whatnot. And then as far as the, because I'm really hook, I'm really hung up on the eyes missing in the tongue. Are, <laughs> Excuse me. Were they just Scavenger. saying that that was yeah. animals coming and that makes and picking? sense. Yes. You know, we've talked about this before, like conspiracy theories. Yeah. And we, Michelle, did you get a chance to listen to the daily? I did. I did. We listened to this. You guys, there's an awesome daily podcast out there called Debunking a Myth or something. We'll, we'll put it in our conspiracy myth. We'll put it in our show notes. Mm-hmm. And they talk a lot about these folks who really believed that, you know, January 20th, that, you know, President Trump was going to come and save the day and do all these things and whatnot. We don't have to dive yeah. into it. But the thing is, just like that and with um, this Diastav Pass, it's sometimes easier to attach to a theory than it is to like just kind of go along with the program. There is comfort to certain people in having some sort of an answer, even if it's completely false or can't be like substantiated. In exactly. Any way. And with that, with that skiing incident, yeah. the one of the researchers says, you know, people just don't want to believe that it was just an avalanche. Yeah. They want to think that it was a big old Bigfoot that came and ate their eyes. Yeah. No. No. And it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It's it was just, just like the scariest, most horrific thing ever. And that was the result. And that was the result. How sad. So sad. Let's turn the ship around. Let's turn it around. (laughs) So, you know, Michelle, I have a book update. And I know you're reading a new book, too. Oh, I am. That was a gift. So we're going to go right into yours. All I'm going to tell you, this is my book update. The Snowman by Joe Nesbo. Timely book. I'm done. Congrats. No, no, no. I quit it. I quit it. Tell me. You hated it. I just was forcing myself. And you know what was happening? This is when I knew 
every time I, f- I started opening it, I would start falling asleep. Oh, no. It no, was no, making no. me bored AF. No, no. The books are not supposed to be torturous. And then the other day, I started reading it again. Well, I, like every day. And I was like, oh, I've read these 10 pages. I read them when I was like eyes rolling in the That's back a of bad, my head. That is a bad sign. So Anthony said, YOLO, Lauren. It, t- life is too short. Yeah, don't be wasting <laughs> your time on a book that puts you to sleep. For the love of Peter. So it's out. Tell okay. us about your book. Okay. Definitely the opposite feeling here. Is this a um, page turner? It is. So this is <laughs> this is so funny. I received Lauren, can I tell the story? Even though I shared it on our Instagram, Do but so. folks are not gonna know this. Okay, you guys, I'm I'm in my house one day last week and I see a car pull up and a person get out of the car and come to my stoop. And I full-blown pulled a Sebastian Maniscalco and hit the deck. Why? Because I <laughs> didn't, I had like 43,000 things to do. And I listen, I'm, I have the gift of gab. I mean, if I have to strike a conversation <laughs> with you, it could be hours and coffees later, you know? I got to steer, stay on course. So I hit the deck, but I kind of recognized the gal, um, but I wasn't totally sure. Anyway, in our mailbox was the most beautiful handwritten letter to you and to Lauren and mm-hmm. myself, just uh, uh, personal stories and, and thoughts on just some stuff we're sharing. It and was connection. just so sweet. But she left left us a book because she thought that maybe this would be something that we would enjoy, find some peace and some understanding about the spirit world. Spirit world. Anyway, the book is called Do Dead People Watch You Shower? It's by this hilarious like little spitfire sicilian woman named conchetta bertoldi i love her name conchetta i love that name she's hilarious is she now she's a medium and a psychic and she literally answers every question anyone might be wondering about mediums and the spirit worlds and and if they do in fact watch you in the shower and i'm here to tell you that they do they can see they can see it's kind of rude that they'd hang out in the shower i mean what am i doing in the shower you know, oh, what? I wonder if they watch me take my polar plunge. But the thing, they, this is the thing. They're literally with you all the time. And something that really oh, kind of made me excited. Like and it's different. It's not like they're small pervs, like voyeurs peering in your window. I mean, they're just, they're with just you. like with you there. The energy. And what I thought was so cool, one of the things, you know, she was saying was spirits are always there. And if the line of communication is open, like if, Conchetta came and sat next to us and offered the opportunity to speak to like our dead relatives or whomever they're ready to go and they will take that opportunity and does she talk about how she receives the messages are she hearing words are they like yo Conchetta it's June I I want to say hi to Lauren and Michelle and then she says that sometimes she gets a full name Sometimes she gets the letter, so she'll try different things. There are words, there are like descriptions or things that she can see that would connect a person to Mm -hmm. recognizing who that is. But it's a little bit of like trying to weed through the information that they're sending. Sometimes it's very direct, sometimes it isn't. And in rare instances, she, she can't hear cool I would be down with reading that and I would be down you've asked me about having a medium join us and I I think we should oh I think we totally should if anything this whole book has made me want to communicate not be afraid to communicate to like talk to my mom our mom and say things because now I get that she really is always around do you talk to mom 
No. Oh, okay. And that was because I have talked about how you've been visited and, you know, there have been signs. That one time I, she tried to kill me in my dream. I mean, that's so mom. <laughs> <laughs> mom tried to murder me with a shotgun in my dream. I was yeah, really were, messed up you after sh- that. You were shaken after that. I was like, what did I do? Or what haven't I, what, what have I not fulfilling here for you? <sighs> yeah, I'm hoping that that's not the first you know, intro she's like, into the other side, <laughs> but it, but it was, it's just, a, it, it really helps you understand all of the things you've wondered and didn't know. Michelle, I talk to mom. I usually do it on my walks when I'm walking outside. Are you talking out loud? Out like loud. are people looking at you 100% like that lady's out loud. talking to herself? And I don't like, know what if would they you are, say? but it doesn't matter because if I am, I could be on my phone earbuds. They would never know who, it doesn't matter. But like, what are you saying? Just catching up. Hey mom, what's up? Oh, it's a nice chilly day outside. Okay. Anthony's being good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Michelle well, and I, you know, whatever. And, and now I know that mom's hearing every word. It, oh, yes. Every word. Okay. I feel like when I said Anthony's being good, it's to, like as if he's been bad. <laughs> naughty, I think is what you meant to say. Sometimes he's naughty and currently he wasn't being naughty. But I feel like that makes it sound like he's bad husband. Everyone knows that he's not. Okay. Everyone oh my gosh, knows. that came out weird. Michelle, right. so speaking of everyone knows, I we got a message not long ago that some one of our listeners, I refer to my FUPA, which is because that's part of my body and I've learned to embrace it. And, and it's an acronym. It. It's an, she didn't know what it was. She didn't know what a FUPA was. And she wrote us and she was like, you guys, thank you for my today's lesson. I did not know what a FUPA was. I just looked it up. Big eyes. So a FUPA, <laughs> you guys, for those of you who are listening, a FUPA is a fat upper um, pussy area. area. <laughs> that's what it is. That is exactly what it is. And one day I was at a pool party and I was wearing some high-waisted pants. I've always had like a little one. And Anthony walked up to me and goes, hey, you. And I'm like, what's up? He's like, your cute little fupa is showing. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what did you just say? That's so cute. Well, he didn't know what a fupa was. He just has heard me (gasps) talk about it. Oh, hey, you. Your cute little front of her pussy area is showing up. Oh, my God showing up it's so cute so we had a good laugh about that so in case you didn't know what fupa was um some sad news michelle this you guys this just in this just in yesterday yeah such a bummer and we got to bring it up because you know we spoke about screech um dustin diamond in the past in a past episode poor guy part of our lives yeah he was a big part of our lives the sprain he danced the sprain with Lisa Turtle on Saved by the Bell. Every day I'd come home and watch him, 4.30. Yeah, so Dustin passed, sadly, from um, carcinoma. carcinoma cancer at the age of 44. He was admitted into the hospital three weeks prior, complaining of full body pain. Ugh. And I think he knew then. And I mean, right when he went in, that was the immediate situation. It was like they're fearing like, it's bad cancer. Uh, but, you know, I have to tell you something. I saw something really sad, and it made me cry yesterday when I read it. Um, we spoke about him in the past, and now I feel regretful about doing this, though, because he did have a bit of a reputation. After, you know, he was a child actor, and then he made his way through all the Saved by the Vet Bell situations. Reboots. All that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of, like, did some reality stuff, and then he wrote a book, and um, he may or may not have, like, made a sex tape or something. There's, like, mm-hmm. a, there's a, a conflict in, of if, whether he did or not. In any case... I'm going to read you what his agent wrote, and it might make you cry, but okay. I feel like I just want to read this piece. Every human has, you know, we go through life differently. And this was, I hated that he had to say this, but this is what he said. He says, we are aware that Dustin is not considered reputable by most. 
that right there. That is such a sad way to start that. I know. It makes my heart. So we're going to celebrate Screech here, but we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna finish this real quick. He's had a history of mishaps, of unfortunate events. We want the public to understand that he was not intentionally, intentionally malevolent. 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 That's what I'm here for. <laughs> he, much like the rest of us who act out or behave poorly, had undergone a great deal of turmoil and heartache. His actions, though rebukable, stemmed from loss and the lack of knowledge on how to process the pain properly. Mm. In actuality, Dustin was a humorous and high-spirited individual with the greatest passion was to, and his greatest greatest passion was to make others laugh. Yeah. He was able to sense and feel other people's emotions yeah. to such a length that he was able to feel them too. A strength and a flaw all in one. Can I just say something? Of course. What his agent wrote about him was was beautiful mm-hmm. and it makes me feel good to see, I feel like he understood him. Yes. And their connection. And I feel like maybe not all humans have not everyone understands a human you know there's just some people that just get some people and other people might perceive that person as a giant a-hole how sad right that is a great reminder i know that you know you never know what somebody is going through or gone through why they are the way way they they are are. i need to remind myself of that more in more situations sorry that this was a sad one i thought it was important to share though because you know, it's screech. They did say though that Dustin did not suffer. They said the only good thing that came out I read of this that. is that he it was this it was, was Swift. Swift. So mm-hmm. thank goodness, yep. right? Yeah. So R.I.P. GTS. GTS. We're gonna turn this around, Michelle, because we've got a good day coming up. It's one of our favorite days. We actually celebrated last year together. Very popular, very popular day in our family. So Fat Tuesday is coming up, and it's also how do we say it properly? Punchki. Punchki day. Punchki. Punchki. Right? I think that's how I was raised to say, I mean, that's how I feel like mom said it, Punchki. That's how mom said it when in the probably third year of her dementia was starting to lose her speech, but her sense of humor was still there and she was laughing. And we went to the local grocery store by our house and it was Punchki day. And she kept yelling just one word in the store, Punchki. And at that point, I had known that she had FTD and this was a result of her disease. It was out of character. And so I just went along with her and through the store, she'd be like, Poonchki. And I would yell, Poonchki. Like, and that's what we did through Jewel checking. Checking out the lady at the cash register was like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle, I love that though. She loved Poonchki. She loved Poonchki. And, and so do we. And so do we. So I looked up a couple things. The history of it. So the Poonchki is a specialty, a specialty pastry reserved for once a year in honor of Fat Tuesday. It is a Catholic day of celebration as it is the precursor to the Lenten season and the last day to indulge until that 40-day fasting before Mm. Easter. And Mm. it's a Polish. It's celebrated in Poland. And they say that Fat Fat Thursday, oh no, that should be Fat Tuesday, known locally as... Oh, let's hear uh, it. Let's hear it. Tlusty... Svartek. Wow. Maybe. Maybe. I have a, a good friend. My friend Kathy might help me out with all these words. Is a day linked to the church calendar on this day for many Polish people. It is the last day to eat lots of fatty, sugary food and drink alcohol before Lent. Some Polish people abstain from alcohol and meat completely during Lent. And so they get their jelly-filled jo- donuts. They are, they are worth 
like indulging in. They're so good. They're so good. And I feel like even I'm, some are better than others, but I've had them from Julasco Bakery and to like an artisanal bakery. And I don't care. It's like yummy dough filled with goodness. <laughs> As we get ourselves prepped for Punchki Day, Michelle and I are going to hit the road because we have our next episode to record. And you guys... We have a guest coming on. First, well, second, second but kind of first. And I mean, it's a guy again. Yes, it is. It's a dude. It's, it's a, dude. a special dude. So be sure to tune into, in a couple days, our next episode, episode 40. Episode 40. And he happens to be 40. This and we're going to talk about a career change at 40. I'm excited and also a little nervous. Oh no, Michelle's got the jitters. Again. <laughs> again. No, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about career change, movies, mm-hmm. all kinds. Oh, because he's a film student now. At 40. Okay, so real quick reminder, you guys, if you haven't yet, please do sign up for our newsletter. I, I, I We put it out every Friday. If you go to our website, there's going to be a prompt, sign up, and you will receive a newsletter coming out this Friday. Please follow us on our socials at The Sister Proj and at also at Cozy, Cozy Combos with TSP. And then that's it. Other than that, you know the drill. You know the rules. Did we forget anything? I don't think so. No. Okay. Just that very last, last one. Oh, you mean this one? Yep. Mm -hmm. Stay cozy. Stay cozy. (laughs) Thank you for joining us for today's cozy conversation. For more of The Sister Project, check us out on Instagram at The Sister Project and our website, www.thesisterprojectblog.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and maybe even drop us a review. Until next time, stay cozy.